Ignite your curiosity with Austin next. We're watching Austin transform from a thriving ecosystem into a global superstar. With our host, Jason Scharf, we aspire to better comprehend the true nature of innovation. Together, we will uncover what makes a successful ecosystem and navigate the technologies shaping our future. Now let's dive into what's next. Austin Next is happy to welcome back Hugh Forrest, the co-president and chief programming officer for South by Southwest, and really appreciate him for taking time away from the mad rush just before the event. You oversees content for the South by Southwest conference, as well as the music festival, film festival, and educational aspects of the program. Hugh's been recognized as Austinite of the Year by the Austin Chamber and Austin Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst & Young, amongst other well-deserved accolades. Hugh Forrest, welcome back to the Austin Next Podcast. Thanks for making time for us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on again. Excited to talk about South by Southwest. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about some of the other things first, like a belated congratulations in October. You were named co-president of South by Southwest. How's that changed your life? How's that changed what you do for the for the organization? Thank you for the nice words there. Great honor to have a new title. It's changed my day-to-day activities here a little bit, but not a whole lot. You know, I was, uh, I'm still mainly focused on programming. That's still my, I think, number one priority. But the the reorg at the company, I think, is, has given a little more clarity to what people are doing and has been generally good for the company in terms of just understanding what people's roles are better. And um, that helps us move forward. Superstar status after 30 years and rework, it's not a bad thing. Doubtful, doubtful. <laughs> Let's be honest. South by Southwest is an Austin institution. Absolutely. Its impact here is huge. Almost $300 million last year alone. I think we were about 280 last year. We were significantly down or somewhat down from the pandemic, but um, still a, a nice amount of revenue pumped into the Austin economy, as well as, um, you know, just shining this bright spotlight on the creativity in Austin, which is, I think, what we've always done. But I have to be honest, I don't know of any other conference that is so involved in the community outside the the 10 days of of the actual event. But, you know, South By is a year-long kind of thing, and I'm not just talking about the planning. I know you guys work on this all year. But South by sponsors and, and participates in events throughout the year, whether it's, you know, Austin Forum, whether it's the Chamber, and, you know, you, you guys are, are, you're always out there making presentations and doing things. The organization's always involved. How, why do you do this and how do you see South by's place in the Austin community? Why do you guys feel it's so important to be so engaged? Well, I mean, I've always felt that we are a community event and that we're stronger when we can uh, reflect and, and leverage the power of a, of a very creative community. And at this point in our journey, that, that community is global, international, but it all really started here in Austin with so much, so much creativity uh, that comes out of this city, that has always come out of this city, that continues to come out of this city, and, and you know, getting a lot of great ideas from uh, creatives in this city. Uh, so, so again, um, 
we like being out there. We like interacting with people who uh, like South by Southwest. We get a lot of great ideas from them. Um, we get a lot of great energy from them. So uh, these are all things that are very important to us. And, and I appreciate the nice words. I, I know that we could do a lot more in the community and hope that we can uh, increase our community involvement in the months and years forward. But again, it's it's the really the root of everything we do. And, and so just incredibly important to us. You talk about getting even more involved. How would you see that happening? Well, I think that we, you know, could do more things outside of, I love doing stuff with the chamber. I love doing stuff at Capital Factory. There are lots of other places we could do stuff as well that we could reach new portions of the community. Do more stuff in the the spring and summer, which is traditionally a little bit of our our, our late spring and summer um, tradition, a little bit of our downtime. Just again, you know, as fortunate as we have been to grow over the last three decades, there's still lots of people who don't <clears throat> really understand what South by Southwest is. And, and I think the best way to educate those people is often face-to-face -face interaction. And, uh, oh, wow, I didn't have any idea you, you that was what South by Southwest is. So again, there's lots of room to grow there. At its core, how would you describe the nature of South by? I mean, let me give you a couple of examples. On the one hand, in San Francisco, you've got the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference. It's all about the deals. People go there to make deals. It's all about the, you know, the, the hotel rooms and the hallway and that kind of thing. And on the other hand, if you think about it, in San Diego, a couple of months later, you've got Comic-Con. I don't think anybody's doing any deals at Comic-Con. They're out there showing the latest trailer and, you know, first 10 minutes of this Marvel movie and the second 10 minutes of that DCU movie. And, you know, Tom Cruise is out there. He may not be jumping on a couch this time, but, you know, he's showing off, you know, scenes from uh, Top Gun Maverick. South by is a little bit of both. I'm sure that, I mean, we've got lots of movies being premiered here. I'm sure they're looking for distribution. We've got lots of musicians who would love to, to be picked up and get new gigs. We've got lots of technology companies that are not only looking to premiere their products, but perhaps get their next partnership, their next round of funding. How does Southwest fit, if you would, between that continuum of like the J.P. Morgan on one hand and Comic-Con on the other? I thought you were going to go for Burning Man as the second one there, but Comic-Con <laughs> should also. You know, I think that... There are a ton of great events out there, and we're flattered to to be included in that in that list. What we've always our mission statement has always been that South by Southwest helps creative people achieve their goals. And, and you know, as much as we've changed and pivoted in the thirty five years since the event started in nineteen eighty seven, and and realized that when it started in nineteen eighty seven, it was entirely focused on music. Again, three decades later, we focus on music, we focus on healthcare, we focus on transportation, we focus on government, on sports, on style, on food, and on fashion, and so many other verticals. But the the unifying uh, construct here, or the unifying principle, the the thread that that holds this all together, is extremely creative people, and, and we firmly believe that. Events like South by Southwest, where you can connect with other creative people in your industry, are fantastic for professional as well as personal growth. Um, we also even more firmly believe that 
South by Southwest is relatively unique in that you can um, connect uh, and learn from creative professionals in other industries, and that often you can learn the most about what you're doing by seeing someone in a different industry who has a completely different approach to what they do. And, you know, it just, it turns something in your brain that hadn't turned before about, wow, I could, I could bring that into my field. And it also, you know, networking with people outside of your particular industry always, uh, or almost inevitably opens up new opportunities, new ideas, new business ventures, new partnerships. And, and so again, that's, that's one of the things that makes the event really special. I also think that, you know, back to your juxtaposition of, of uh, Comic-Con versus the J.P. Morgan event in San Francisco, you know, South by Southwest has always very much reflected Austin in so many ways. We're a city that there's real business that gets done here, but we all we do it on our own terms and we like to have fun, too. And, and South by Southwest has always reflected that mindset. It's going to be interesting, I have to admit. This is my first in-person South by. Two years ago when we moved here, it was all online. Last year, I was out of town uh, for a board meeting. And this year, I'm going. And uh, we're going to do some things with Austin Next there. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do some videos, uh, which will be a lot of fun, do some interviews, that kind of thing. So what would you tell a person like me who's going there for the first time? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, I mean, my biggest point of advice to to people and it very much applies to first timers at south by southwest but also people who've been here several times before is you know create a a game plan of what you want to achieve what you want to accomplish who you want to meet what sessions you want to attend that will help you achieve those goals the event is like it or not for better or for worse it's very big at this point <laughs> It's easy to get overwhelmed, particularly if you don't know what to do. It's that paralysis of choice where you go into the store and there are a hundred different brands of beer and it makes you walk out without any kind of beer. So I, not that South by Southwest is beer, but I encourage you to, you know, have a game plan, map out a schedule of what you want to do, map out some alternate choices of if, if this room is too crowded or that room is too crowded, be prepared to embrace serendipity if it happens and completely pivot and ditch your game plan. But it's better to have a game plan and ditch it when serendipity happens as opposed to be expecting serendipity to happen the moment you walk in the door of the Austin Convention Center at South by Southwest. So again, I, I just think having that kind of game plan idea of what you want gives you a little bit of uh, stability in, in what can sometimes be chaotic and, and overwhelming, but chaotic and overwhelming in hopefully a good way. Well, it's interesting because I've gone to a lot of conventions. I've been at some of the largest convention centers around and Austin's isn't the largest by far, but South by becomes downtown, right? which is amazing and uh, provides a, a set of venues very, very different from the typical kind of convention festival environment. Let's dig into 2023 a little bit. We've got some new tracks. We've got some new sponsors. I think Rolling Stone's coming in for the first time to be the sponsor of the music track or the music festival. 
Rolling Stone is part of our PMC family, which is which South by Southwest is essentially a part of now. So they're doing uh, helping out with a, a big showcase at uh, uh, Austin City Limits. We're very excited about that. Billboards back for their second year doing stuff at uh, Moody Amphitheater. So some really great music this year. And and reminder that you know we changed the badge structure several years ago so that if you have a interactive badge, you can use that badge to go see some great music. And again, goes back to that idea that seeing very different kinds of creative people practice their art, practice their creativity, practice their innovation is a great way to be inspired to do new things in whatever field you are. And yeah, we have, uh, in terms of the conference content, we have 25 total tracks for 2023. I think that's probably as many tracks as we've ever had. A couple of New tracks um, this year. We've got a psychedelics track. We had did a quote series of sessions on psychedelics uh, or a summit last year on psychedelics. This year it's a, formally a track. Um, we've done coverage of psychedelics before, particularly our friend Tim Ferriss, who lives in Austin, is very much a proponent of psychedelics. But certainly, we see a lot of. Um, of, of usage for psychedelics in, in medical, uh, the medical community, as well as the recreational community. And in many ways, psychedelics in 2023 is where cannabis was 10 years ago. There are new business opportunities opening here, and that's one of the reasons to cover it. Uh, we also have new for 2023, an energy track, um, which will largely be focused on, you know, alternative sustainable energy in some ways goes hand, hand in hand with our climate change track. We've got a food track again. We we had a food track for a while and discontinued it. We have it again. That that again flows into a lot of the the, the uh, a theme here of climate change and a lot of the stuff in food. We'll be about talking about sustainable food options. We have a track called Markets and Economies, which focuses a lot on old markets, new markets, how the supply chain challenges of the last few years have changed these things. What we can look for moving forward. And then this, not a new track for 2023, a second year track, um, but uh, a transportation track. And I mentioned that or call that out because I will always say and firmly believe that again, South by Southwest is a strong, strong reflection of what is happening, what is trending, what is hot in Austin. And the fact that Elon Musk essentially moved to Austin or <laughs> parts thereabout. Yep. The fact that there's a Tesla, a giant Tesla plant in Austin now has changed the city to become a hub of transportation innovation. And uh, we should be reflecting that at South by Southwest. And we are. Yeah, not only on the EV side, but on the autonomous vehicle side as well. Yep. And it's an interesting. Yeah. So a lot of, yeah, that transportation track, a lot of focus on EVs, a lot of focus on uh, autonomous, but also focus on, you know, new innovations in airlines and, and railways and micromobility. You know, the the, the transportation sector is is experiencing lots of changes. Um, and, and again, this flows back to the climate change thing as well. So again, it's a, it's a, a topic that our community, um, I think, is very interested in and um, uh, will get a lot of uh, value out of at the 2023 event. It'll be interesting to, to look at the climate change event, especially from my point of view, because I'm on the board of a company that does carbon credits. And it's an interesting and 
difficult business in a lot of ways because of everybody that's got their hand out. And huh. every, you know, everybody wants you to do a certain something. And all I care about is the work we're doing for the people on the ground where we work. And uh, it's going to be interesting to hear the different points of view around what's going on there uh, when I go to South by in a couple of weeks. Um, I know you've got a, a health and med, med tech track and J&J stepped up, I guess, to be the lead sponsor. Yep, J&J's uh, involved as uh, the track sponsor for our health and med tech track. This is, a, again, another one that falls into that same uh, perspective of, of um, reflecting what's what's hot and trendy in Austin. And certainly the Dell Medical School has, has very much changed Austin into a, a center of innovation for health and med tech. A lot of interesting content in there, ranging everything from where we are post knock on wood, pandemic to a lot of content on BCIs, which are brain uh, computer interfaces. Um, Neuralink that, and three or four yeah. other companies are here doing their yeah. experiments and something that our friend Elon is involved in as well. And the health stuff touches on so many other themes that run throughout South by Southwest, uh, personalization, data, future forecasts, longevity, uh, a lot of things that are, are uh, community is very um, attuned to. Speaking of future forecasts, I think this is the first year you have a 2050 track. We've had a 2050 track. Um, I think last year we may have had the, been the first year we had 2050 track, but we but we've had this something that's been long term focused on long term future for several years with the idea that you know or concept that. We would all be a little in a, build, a little bit better place if we can try to think in the long-term future as opposed to what's tomorrow, what's next week, what's next month. Um, so again, a lot of really insightful content there, um, whether that is about space, whether that is about topic I just mentioned, longevity, whether that is about long-term transportation options. Um, but again, uh, the, 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 the idea there is trying to, to get out of our <laughs> immediate uh, focus and think about where, the, where we will be as humans in 30 years, where we will be as a planet, um, how we can try to uh, leave something better for all, our children and our grandchildren than, than what we have at present. Anything beyond next quarter's financial report, please. Yeah, yeah, please. Absolutely. Yeah. What else can we expect at South by 2023? Well, I think that, you know, kind of somewhat stating the obvious, um, as we record as we record this three weeks before the event, you know, you you cannot <laughs> you cannot read a paragraph in the news or go three minutes without hearing about generative AI. It is the biggest buzzy topic out there right now, and I think that this will inevitably find its way into so many different sessions and to so many different conversations at South by Southwest. That's partly because the community that comes to South by Southwest, and it's partly again just where we ended up being in this cycle when ChatGPT came out and when, uh, you know, the, the stuff with Bing is coming out with uh, Music LM. So uh, again, a lot of content there. We've got um, 
the president of OpenAI, Greg Brockman, is speaking at South by Southwest. We've also got um, one of the founding editors of Wired, that's Kevin Kelly. He's going to talk about generative AI and kind of build off that essay he had in, I think, the December issue of Wired, where he was actually pretty optimistic about how generative AI impacts creativity. But, I mean, I think this is fascinating Again, within that that idea that South by Southwest has always been focused on creativity, and that's been our lifeblood and and our our ticket to longevity. But it's hard to deny that that you know something like generative AI, with all its flaws, and we know their flaws, inevitably is changing what our definitions, our thoughts, our mindset is on creativity as we move into the future. So again, I think that'll be one of the big, big topics at, at um, this year's event. It, it will be in a lot of the tech industry, the the, tra- the sessions in the tech industry track. It'll be in the, the startup track as people talk about new startup opportunities. It'll be in the design track as people talk about how to design this better. It'll also be in, you know, some of the music tracks in terms of again, how does uh, something like generative AI, when we we've got uh, these machines or algorithms that can compose music that may not quite be human, but it's getting pretty close. So yes, yeah, I think one of the most interesting things, of course, is it drives new skill sets. Because my son and my granddaughter, now she's just turned seven, spend a long time every week writing the prompts for Dolly um, or one of the other picture-based generative AI systems to come up with a picture they want. And the specificity with which they have to describe what they're looking for. I would like this kind of a thing in this style with this kind of, you know, activity going on. And um, if nothing else, I think she's become a lot better in her language arts just because she has to be so specific for the computer. So I think there's a lot of benefits that will come from it over time. And I think we'll probably figure out a way not to be so scared of it. Well, it's, as you say, it's going to drive different definitions of what it means to be creative. And um, is that just creative prompts or are there other ways that, uh, again, you can use this technology? I mean, to the idea that we're scared of it, yeah, I think we are. But I also think that healthy skepticism, thinking about worst case scenarios is shows that we've grown a little bit in terms of our understanding of uh, technology. I mean, what we, you know, South by Southwest, uh, 20 years ago, we were very much at the the epicenter of, of the social media revolution. And almost all parties, including myself, bought into this idea that social media was going to make us closer, going to unite the world, it was going to solve all our problems. And what we have learned since then is that when you're coming up with a new technology, you have to kind of think of the absolute worst case scenarios. And I'm not sure we're completely there yet in terms of thinking of those worst case scenarios with with AI, but I think we're a little more, you know, just again, skeptical or, or, you know, measured in our in our hype on on this stuff, not all of us, uh, and myself included, because I think AI is transformational. But but again, we should be as 
careful on this going forward as possible and and try to think, you know, uh, this is a lot of neat things here, but what are the bad things and how will that, uh, how will that negatively impact our society? This is another area for long-term thinking, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, let me also say, Michael, I mean, you know, I've talked about it quite a few times in the, the podcast. We'll have a lot of climate change focus at 2023 that we have a climate change track. We had that. Uh, we've had that for a couple of years. What I do hope and what I think we've got is we've got, you know, more content here that that is talking about ideas or solutions as opposed to simply identifying the problem. So a lot of focus on you know the new markets for um, and new opportunities for startups in the in this space. Um, really excited we've got the UT profs who've worked on that you know the the enzyme that eats plastic. Um, you saw that headline from last summer. They'll be speaking, and uh, I, I think that's the the uh, generally the flavor of the a lot of our climate change content is. You know what? What are our solutions out of this um, mess? They're not immediate, but um, uh, we got the smartest people, or some of the smartest people in the room here. Let's let's all think about this, and maybe we can um, you know figure out some some positive outcomes as opposed to woe is me. There's nothing we can do to stop this. No, I have no doubt. I've been looking at new battery technology for 25 years. Haven't seen. One that makes the grade yet, but you know what? I know it's out there and I have a sneaking suspicion whether it's this year or next year, somebody's going to be presenting at South by. So I'm looking forward to those, those uh, sessions. Well, let's uh, talk about Sydney. That's coming up now. Yeah, we have a new event in Sydney, Australia. That is South by Sydney that uh, debuts in October 2023 have worked on this thing for quite a while started working on it pre-pandemic and then pandemic kind of slowed us down and then uh, got it across the goal line um i don't know about a year ago uh this will be our first ever event that has the name south by in it outside of austin we've done other events but they uh outside of austin but they've never had the name South by in them. Um, this will be a multi-day uh, conference and festival. It will parallel a lot of the, the the content and the themes of South by Southwest in Austin, meaning it will have technology. It will have a lot of game-related focus, a lot of film and TV-related focus, a lot of music focus. The fact that it's happening in a you know a city that is a mecca of creativity in the Pacific Rim a city that people want to visit, love to visit, that has great food, great energy, we think makes for a great fit. So we're incredibly excited about this. We just had the kickoff party for the event about two weeks ago in Sydney. A couple of my colleagues went. Um, great crowd, great turnout. Um, so again, really, really excited about uh, the opportunities there um, for 2023 and beyond. You, it's great talking to you again. We end it like we do all the time. Hugh Forrest, Chief Programming Officer of South by Southwest. What's next, Austin, and what's next for South by? Thanks, Michael. Great pleasure to be here tonight, and we'll see you uh, in March at South by Southwest. Very good. Have a great evening. Thanks a lot. Yourself as well. So what's next, Austin? 
We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher, leave us a review, and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.